2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
3: And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good
4: afternoon. Welcome. Thanks for coming along for the Friday edition. It's good, is it not, Kathy? It's, it's been a heck of a week, and uh, always happy husband. to see Friday.
5: Mm-hmm. Exactly. How are things? Well, they're okay. It's a beautiful day. I don't yep. know what we're eating for dinner, so I feel rather unsettled.
4: It's okay. I mean, it's How about you take a little drive out to Chick-fil-A?
5: It's a great idea, John. I have, not, I have not been to Chick-fil-A a single time during the pandemic.
4: Okay. Well, maybe this would be the night to do it. All Thank right?
5: you. Appreciate okay. that little tip. Mm-hmm. How
4: have you been sleeping?
5: Uh, I have been sleeping well, though it, there are some, uh, it's noisy in my neighborhood.
4: In your neighborhood?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, that's interesting. What, what's, uh, you got uh, rowdy neighbors?
5: Well, I will tell you, uh, disconnected or unconnected from any sort of holiday, we seem to have a lot of fireworks
6: oh
4: oh well this is weird okay so fireworks from my reading it's sort of become a, um, a nationwide epidemic of is it? noise yeah uh-huh. i knew
5: it was like i knew it was a local problem here in pittsburgh i did not realize that nationally people were suffering as well oh yeah
4: all over the country now i'm looking at today's pg an article um written by uh, uh an unnamed reporter in the masthead here no, no okay. one's kind uh, it says local news. Uh, anyway, the city of Pittsburgh, responding as only government will, has decided to form a task force.
5: Well, it's going to help. To
4: monitor the staggering increase in fireworks being set off illegally. Hmm. City law prohibits the use of fireworks, even legal ones, within 150 feet of any structure. Firework complaints from June 1st to June 21st were up 400% over wow. the last year. Mm.
5: Wow. Now, I got to be honest with you because I stay up so late. Yeah they're not really bothering my sleep. I will tell you that. I just have to fess up. I'm not, you know, I'm not someone who goes to bed at nine or 10 o'clock. I mean, it's just not happening, but it is weird to hear them at 1130. Yeah. On like a Tuesday. That's not a holiday week. I mean, it used uh, to be that you would have them on the 4th of July. And then over the years, you'd hear a couple on the third and the second, and then it'd be the week of the 4th of July. And now it's just like all the darn time.
4: It is. Yeah. Apparently in New York city, people are so flipped out. Uh, they've gotten thousands and thousands. Of, they've got 12,50911 calls about fireworks so far this month of June. What? In New York City. Uh, one of the residents says uh, the oh, be fireworks begin there. at 9 p.m. and go on often until 4 or 5 oh in the morning. Gosh. I'm not able to sleep. That's horrible. It is horrible.
5: That is really horrible. Again, I I'll I'll remember back to this. Well, I remember you brought up the New York City story now that I think of it, because I was saying how, like, when I hear them, they're not actually in my neighborhood. I think they are several neighborhoods away because it's not very loud. It's just persistent, right? But in New York City, if you were living that close to other people, I can't imagine that.
4: Plus the Holy ricochet, gosh, the, the the echoes off of all the concrete canyons. Right. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I was wondering, I mean, fireworks, again, they are expensive to buy.
5: Right. Why are you doing I
4: mean, that? You could easily go through $1,000 $1, get... quickly. I don't okay.
5: Know. Here's my hot take. Are you hmm. ready? Yeah. Fireworks are overrated they're not no that no great. that's not
4: true that's mm. not true at all i love fireworks why well,
5: it's a hot take
4: i love fireworks no i mean when you were a kid did you not have fireworks like yeah you we had your fireworks. own personal
5: i mean no have... not my own personal it was illegal here
4: oh i mean you didn't have like uh sparklers no 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 sparklers no even sparklers. as a little kid no so that doesn't you never had firecrackers no cherry bombs. no maes never how about snakes
5: Never a snake.
4: Never had snakes. I mean, that's like the low rung for little kids on the, you know, on the ladder.
5: But so I couldn't even get to the low rung. That's sad, John.
4: I have have happy memories of snakes. Do you?
5: I mean, you know, you know, my nephew, Rich. Yeah. My nephew, my nephew. He's not my nephew. He set up on the best
4: firework shows I've ever seen.
5: So, you know, once he, you know, reached adulthood, he purchased things that, you know, Mm. I thought were great, but I never had any of that when I was a kid. Hmm. And I, I gotta be honest. I just look. I told you my hot take. They're overrated.
4: Yeah. No, they're not overrated. They're oh famous. yeah, like the
5: like the fireworks show. Like
4: eh. what? What? I love fireworks. I'd be yeah, happy to okay. travel. Anybody's good.
5: You they're can travel wherever. Wherever my seat is at fireworks, I now really? bequeath it to you.
4: Are you sure you're American? Because I, I think every I American just, loves it fireworks. Seems like yeah. a
5: lot of fuss for not a whole no, lot. And then they're there's beautiful. Traffic they're and exciting.
4: Horrible. It's patriotic. It's just mm-hmm. a thrill. It's a cheap thrill, at least for me.
5: Sorry. Mike, no how I'm do you surprised. feel about fireworks? I absolutely love them. Absolutely love them. Mike, love did you them.
4: have snakes as a kid?
5: Absolutely.
7: Yeah. I, uh, oh, yeah. The snakes, the, uh, were well, those, uh, the smoke bombs, oh, the fireballs. little smoke. Yes, yes, those were. Boom! Fun. You
4: throw them down. They, Heck yeah. Oh, that's so cool.
7: That and the. Um, do you remember the? Remember the green little uh, tanks that you light them on? You oh light yeah, uh
4: huh. And then you wick those things. Yeah.
7: Oh, boom! Heck yeah, yeah, man. That's cool. That's. I don't mind. I don't mind them in the neighborhood. What no, I no. do mind is the dog next door that goes absolutely oh, the poor crazy. Dog. Mm-hmm. And the poor just barks for like even a- an hour after the fireworks are over. Yeah, well, it's post-traumatic stressed. for yeah. the
4: animals. People are saying that. So. Yeah. Anyway, maybe it's a guy thing. I don't know. Okay. I love him. You missed out.
5: I don't know. I just think, I, I don't know. Okay. Again, that's what a hot take is, right? Yeah, right. It's an it unpopular It goes opinion. against the grain. Expressed publicly, and I have done so.
4: I'm into that. Hey, we hey. want to thank everybody for, um, for yesterday, the oh last few, gosh, uh, few yes. days. Holy smokes. Cross International, what a campaign. campaign I call it. Wow, <laughs> Cramp- Ouch. <laughs> Well, but doesn't,
5: doesn't bode well for the rest of today's program.
4: <laughs> what a campaign we had these last mm-hmm. three days! So, thanks to everybody for you your guys, prayers, I can't, for your contributions. The, yeah, people were so oh,
5: unbelievably generous. I just mm-hmm. can't. Wow, a lot of kids so are going to benefit really because grateful. of your kindness. There's we're no doubt really about grateful. that. Also, oh, what do you look at? You're wearing a pirate's baseball shirt. I am. Who Boom. are you? What happened? To you? Now, listen. Let's go. I can't keep up with you emotionally. Three days ago, you couldn't care. You hated them all. You weren't on the side of the owners or the players because they all stank. There was nothing good. Okay, that's a strong word.
4: I dislike the owners and the players very much. However, I do love the game. And as much as they're screwing with the game, it's still baseball. So I'm looking forward to baseball coming back. That's all I'm saying.
5: I I appreciate your shirt. I'm I'm off for it. And is it too early for me to tell you? Tell me what? Your weekend has begun. Oh,
4: yes. Fabulous. It's 11 minutes past the 4 o'clock hour, at least in this corner of the world. Truly, all is right and well. It really is. So thank you. All right. Big show for us today, Mm Kathy?
5: Yes, we do have a big show today. In the 5 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Paul J. McNulty. He's the president of Grove City College, and of course, he was the deputy attorney general of the United States for a long time. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about what this era of race relations, of conversations about inequality means on a college campus. So we'll have Paul McNulty with us at 510 this afternoon. Also, the week in review in the 5 o'clock hour. Coming up in this hour, we're excited to be talking about the statues at Gettysburg, a lot of statues have come down is the is the historical impact of gettysburg going to be compromised by how people Absolutely. look at statues we'll talk about that at 440 and coming up next andy masick one of our favorite guests is with us the heinz history center opening back up also this or that at four thirty. there's so much ahead of now we're gonna get it all in it's the friday Boom. edition the ride home
4: Be back in a few fireballs
7: 101.5 WORD.
1: How do you know if your neighbor, your friend, your business partner is really a Christian or not? This week on Through the Bible, Dr. McGee tells us that while it's not always possible to tell if someone is a genuine believer, God's Word does describe two marks of identification which can help us be discerning. So join us on the Bible bus as we travel through 1 John. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD.
0: Trinity School for Ministry, your local seminary in nearby Ambridge, is accepting applications for the fall take a course enroll in a degree or certificate program audit a class online or on campus at trinity you'll find options and a commitment to orthodoxy and community as you join students from other denominations with professors who are fully invested in your spiritual formation to find the option best for you email admissions at tsm.edu local flexible affordable Trinity School for Ministry at tsm.edu.
7: First Presbyterian Church is a beacon
8: of light and love to this community.
4: The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people.
8: The
3: incredible beauty of the
9: space. A warm, welcoming congregation.
7: The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come
4: and experience.
0: First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city
2: connecting you with new customers
8: we are welcoming patients back and we're happy to do so although we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to the same exceptional dentistry the same compassionate care is still there
0: exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com when it comes to your child's education do you feel like you have a partner in your current school or is it more like you're on your own as you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School and Champion PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com
2: tuitions.
11: I love being a part of action team.
2: For more than a decade, Major League Baseball players and action teams of high school students have been working together to train and inspire the next generation of volunteers. It's one of the best feelings in the world. Just that simple act is transforming someone else's life. All-star Giancarlo Stanton and Chris Capuano join action team captains to make a difference in their communities.
8: It'll just make you feel so good about yourself.
2: I'd do anything to convince you just to be a part of this. For more information, go to actionteam.org.
10: Well, by
4: all accounts, we've done pretty darn well trying to um, avoid the coronavirus here in western Pennsylvania.
5: Yeah, no
4: kidding. Dr. Erica Zimmerman has joined us over the last several weeks in talking about you know, essentially dodging a bullet.
5: Yeah. That, uh,
4: the rest of the country seemed to be in flame for a lot of reasons. We've done pretty well here in the city of Pittsburgh. And with that, opening up uh, tentatively, taking these baby steps. We're happy to announce that next Wednesday, the Senator John Heinz History Center will reopen. And here to talk to us about that and their new exhibition is Andy Masek. Andy's the president and the CEO of the Heinz History Center and a regular guest on our show. Andy, welcome back. How are you? Hey, it's good to be with you.
5: Andy, congratulations. We're thrilled that the Heinz History Center is opening back up July 1st, the big day.
12: Well, you're no more thrilled than our curators and staff at the History Center. We've we've been chomping at the bit because uh, just as the uh, COVID-19 closures occurred, we were ready to open a Smithsonian exhibition called Portraits of Pittsburgh. And we collected 100 paintings from the Smithsonian, from the National Portrait Gallery, and we recreated the Portrait Gallery in the History Center in a 10,000 square foot space. But just as we were ready to open it, uh, we were closed down because of the pandemic. So we've been waiting all these months uh, for the time to reopen, and it's finally here.
4: Fabulous. Wow. So with the reopening, Andy, of course, uh, different precautions, uh, a whole sort of whole flow. What what kind of different things will we see as people arrive at the History Center?
12: Well, we have really cleaned the whole History Center from top to bottom. We've sanitized everything. Uh, we have 375,000 square feet of space wow. in the museum. It's the, the largest history museum in Pennsylvania. And so there's plenty of room for social distancing, but even so we're going to only allow half the capacity that the the history center can handle. We're going to ask visitors to wear face masks. Our staff will wear masks as well. Uh, We've got uh, sanitization stations uh, throughout the museum. Uh, We're going to ensure that uh, no one gallery gets uh, too crowded. We'll have Uh, security staff and uh, museum personnel stationed strategically and we'll just divert people if one area gets uh, a little too crowded but we're pretty confident that we can open safely and not just the history center but the Fort Pitt Museum which is one of our branch museums and the Meadowcroft Museum in Avella Uh 30 miles west in Washington County, the oldest site of human habitation in North America. Uh, There's a 275-acre site there, so there's plenty of room for social distancing. And so there are those three opportunities that uh, Pittsburghers have to finally get out of the house and safely enjoy some culture.
5: Fabulous. That's terrific. Andy may stick with us, president and CEO of the Heinz History Center in association with the Smithsonian Institution. Boy, I was excited to see who the portraits are that the Smithsonian has shared with you. I mean, these are Pittsburgh greats.
12: They really are. Uh, you know, some of the names will, will be famous and well-remembered, uh, Lena Horne and Jean Kelly and uh, Mary Lou Williams, Uh, But others, uh, I don't know if everyone uh, knows who Martha Graham is, Uh, the the mother of modern dance, was born on the north side in Allegheny City, or Jane Grey Swishelm, a publisher and abolitionist during the Civil War years. Of course, you've heard of uh, Westinghouse, George Westinghouse, Jonas Salk. Josh Gibson, Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, Roberto Clemente, they're all in the show. uh, But you might not know about Gertrude Stein or Willa Cather uh, and what their Western Pennsylvania connections are. So I I think people will be surprised that these 100 Pittsburghers that were collected by Smithsonian curators between 1847 and, you know, last year, They'll be surprised how many Pittsburghers made history that, uh, well, the Smithsonian took note of. Uh, anyway, it's, it's an exciting thing for us to see so many Pittsburghers in, in one place. And think about this for a minute. The only place you can see Smithsonian collections right now is in Pittsburgh because the wow. Smithsonian museums are all closed right. in so Washington. Fascinating.
4: So, Andy, what so does this look like? So, is it is it photography or is it oil? The representations of the particulars of those great faces from Pittsburgh. It's a big mix of media, I assume.
12: It really is a big mix. Uh, there are certainly wonderful paintings, uh, traditional paintings. I can think of one of my favorites is of Henry Clay Frick and his daughter, Helen. It's a dual portrait, and it's hmm. a very formal uh Beautifully rendered uh, oil painting, but there are also um, there's a, a life mask of uh, George Washington. There's a silhouette mm. cut by Dolly Madison herself of Meriwether Lewis of Lewis and Clark fame. Really, there are there are sketches and photographs. Uh, it's really every medium that you can imagine that people have used over the last 250 years for portraits uh, will be found in the show.
1: Fabulous.
5: Andy Masick with us, president and CEO of the Heinz History Center in association with the Smithsonian Institution. Um, Andy, I've always been fascinated with the wool suit that Gene Kelly wore in the Singin' in the Rain <laughs> sketch. Um, because, of course, when he was filming that, it was before there were a lot of synthetic materials that were available. So if you pay attention, you can watch the suit shrink as the gig <laughs> goes what? on. So it's like a smaller size at the end than it was at the beginning. Fabulous. And that actual suit is going to be at the Heinz History Center?
12: That's right. We have uh, Gene Kelly's suit from uh, Singing in the Rain, and it doesn't look like it shrank up to me. Uh, It looks pretty Mm -hmm. darn good. As a matter of fact, I think you could wear it today. Uh, But there are other artifacts that complement the portraits. Uh, That portrait of Henry Clay Frick that I mentioned, right Mm -hmm. next to it is the dagger used by Alexander Berkman, the anarchist that broke into Frick's office. And he shot Frick and stabbed him with this dagger, broke off the tip of the dagger in uh, Frick's hip. Uh, it's still in his hip in Homewood Cemetery today. And, and someone uh, retrieved this for the police, uh, and it's now in the collection right next to Frick's portrait.
2: Oh, this is
4: fabulous! What, what a great slice of local history, Andy. So, the Smithsonian. Are you saying that the Smithsonian and you put this together? It's been waiting in the wings now for several months because of COVID, and now finally going to be explored uh, next Wednesday. It'll be we unveiled.
12: That's right. And when you get there, you're going to see what looks like the the Doric columns of the National Portrait Gallery in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, And you'll walk in and you'll actually see recreated galleries with the big archways and the same colors used at the Smithsonian uh, galleries. So you're really going to feel like you're at the Smithsonian. The only giveaway is going to be toward the end where we put out some portraits from the History Center's own collection. And there's a big, empty, gilded frame with a question mark in it asking people, who do you think should be in the Smithsonian's collection? Who do you Mm -hmm. think from Pittsburgh uh, belongs there? And we really want people to to think about who are our heroes today and Mm -hmm. who do you think deserves the honor of being in the National Portrait Gallery. And then whatever we come up with, whatever our visitors tell us, we're going to take those ideas, take them back to the Smithsonian, our our partner curators there, and say, hey, this is who we think you should collect.
4: Oh, that's fabulous. Would it be cheating, Andy, if you uh, put your own name in there? Because I think you're significant.
12: Oh, you think so? <laughs> no, I, I think there are others who will make it before I, but uh, still, I think it's, it's a wonderful exercise for all of us to think, uh, you know, the people in our lives and uh, on our watch here on this mortal coil, who do we think has really made a difference, not mm-hmm. just uh, regionally, but nationally or globally? Uh, and boy, Pittsburgh has had more than its fair share of of history makers. Oh, that really That's has. Sure. Yeah.
4: So, Andy, um, as you open next week, I'm sure that there's a pent up demand. You know, I, I can imagine that moms, you know, have had their kids in their houses now for months on end. W- what about families who want to come visit? Always wonderful things. So will all the exhibitions be over, be open that Mr. Rogers and all that? Yeah.
12: You're right. The Mr. Mr. Rogers sets, the original sets, will be there. We have a wonderful exhibition by master visual artists from Pittsburgh, so you can kind of contrast those with uh, what the Smithsonian collection has. And you can always see our uh, overview of 250 years of Pittsburgh history in our innovation exhibit. And then if you're a sports fan, you can see the 20,000 square foot Uh, Western Pennsylvania Sports Museum. See Franco's shoes from the Immaculate Reception and the very turf where he made the catch. Uh, You'll see things from Mazeroski. Matter of fact, did you know that Thomas Tull donated to the History Center the uniform that Mazeroski wore in 1960 when he hit that famous home run and beat the New York Yankees in the World Series? Yeah,
1: we have it. That's cool.
4: Fabulous. Yeah,
12: so it's all there, and uh, we do encourage families to come. You can uh, buy advanced tickets, and that's something we don't normally do, uh, but because of uh, the concern for social distancing, uh, we want to make sure we can keep the numbers uh, manageable at any given time of day. So we encourage people to, to buy advanced tickets online, uh, or uh, you can uh, still come. And uh, there's a pretty good chance that you'll uh, get the time slot you want if you just walk up. But, uh, but be safe if you're bringing a, a big group and uh, get an advance ticket. Fabulous.
5: Well, Andy, we love talking to you. It's such a treat. And we, we, we think back so fondly on those times when we all used to be in the studio together. Remember?
12: I know it. We're going to have to get together again or or maybe uh, on the 4th of July, come down to Fort Pitt and uh, we can social distance at uh, Point State Park. And uh, maybe uh, I'll give you the tour of the Pittsburgh, Virginia exhibit at uh, the Fort Pitt Museum, uh, because that's a a gem right here in the center, in the heart of our uh, city. Uh, But Point State Park, what's not to love about that?
5: But think how right. think how distant we could be there.
4: <laughs> we could be very distant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andy, thanks enough a lot. Always a great pleasure. Congratulations, uh, finally on the reopening of the Senator John's History Center next Wednesday morning. That's good stuff. Thanks, Andy. Thanks. I'll see you there. All right, we will be there. Senator Johns Hines, History Center, Andy Masick. Let's take a quick break, come back. It's our a weekly reflection. We call it This or That. Kath and I have uh, 10 things. We just uh, choose randomly this one or that one. She goes at it, I go at it, and we have this or that. What's next? <music>
13: Got milk? We sure do. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And boy, do we have milk. That 130-cow herd of ours just keeps on producing. They don't give one hoot about a world health pandemic going on. Come on out to the Spring House in Washington County, Pennsylvania for farm-fresh milk that we pasteurize, homogenize, and bottle right here at the Spring House when my brother Sam brings it over the hill from the milking barn. We share a lot about our homemade meals and baked goods, but cows are the heart and soul of our dairy farm and country store. To say thank you for your unwavering support during these uncertain times and to lend a helping hand to our customers, we are offering all three kinds of white milk at a huge discount, two ninety five dollars a gallon, as long as we can keep up. Our family is so blessed by so many folks stopping by and thanking us for being open, and we are blessed to be open. Let us share a little bit of our farm with you, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com.
8: First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community.
7: The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people.
3: The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation.
7: The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I
4: want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience.
0: First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its
14: Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce.
0: Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code Pittsburgh to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh.
15: Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the northeast, and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual. So you only pay for what you need. Liberty, Liberty,
14: Liberty, Liberty.
0: Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through eighth grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at CCASchool.com.
8: I was a little bit surprised, but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. And their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us.
0: Exceptional Dentistry Meets Compassionate Care at StockFamilyDentistry.com
7: Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at WordFM.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com in the car or at home too at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
15: Cloudy tonight with a shower or thunderstorm, low 67. A shower or thunderstorm to start tomorrow, with otherwise breezy and humid with clouds and sun. Watch for a strong afternoon thunderstorm, high 79. Saturday night, cloudy with showers and a thunderstorm, low 66. Sun and clouds Sunday with a shower or thunderstorm, high 82. With your AccuWeather Forecast, I'm Andy Robb. <music>
4: It's time now for This or That. It's our weekly delve into selection. Mm -hmm. Kath has 10 things that she's compiled randomly. Mm -hmm. I follow suit as well. 10 things. And we say this thing or that thing.
8: Mm -hmm. Without
4: very little comment, we just keep on rolling forward. It's kind of a peek into the psyche or not. Doesn't mean much, but it sure is an awful lot of fun. This or that. Kath, you want to go first? Want me to go first?
5: I would like to go first this week, John. Alrighty, okay, fine. And um, as a preamble, I say that you know you're you're on the show injured today.
4: Mm, I am injured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened? On Multiple fronts, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened? Yeah. I was out uh, in the yards uh, a Sunday night around nine thirty, and there was mm-hmm. a. You remember there was a lot of uh, rainstorms coming through, yep. and I was just out there enjoying, you know, a nice uh, summer evening. Mm-hmm. Came down a little embankment in my yard, slipped on the wet grass, and pounded my frail and aging body into the ground. Mm-hmm. And when I got up, I realized that I re-injured my, um, my rotator cuff, so I can barely hear I can I can raise this hand. Like this. And that's about it. It doesn't raise up.
5: Keeping that in mind. All right. This or that.
4: This or that.
5: Number one, John. Mm -hmm. Falling down a wet hillside in summer and injuring your shoulder or falling down your brick front steps in winter and injuring your back. (laughs)
4: Front yard or backyard? Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the, uh, the the extent of the injury was far less falling down my steps. So I'm going to go with falling down the steps. Thank All you. Right. Thanks for asking.
5: Number two, John, mm-hmm. falling in your yard or falling off a bike?
4: <laughs> Again, uh, the extent of the is falling off the bike, I, I fall well. At least I hadn't in the past. Okay. So I'll, I'll fall off the bike. All
5: mm-hmm. right. Uh, number three, falling in your yard, John, or falling out of bed?
4: Hmm. Uh, Again, less injuries falling out of bed. Happy Mm -hmm. to go there. Mm
5: -hmm. All right. -hmm. Uh, Number four, falling in your yard or falling down on the job?
4: Mm. Oh, uh, I do not like to fall down on the job. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with that.
5: Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, John, falling in your yard or a falling star?
4: Mm. Well,
5: I'll
4: take a falling star. There's something romantic about that when you wish upon a star.
5: All right. Uh, Number six, Mm -hmm. falling in your yard or the sky is falling
4: Mm, mm, chicken little Mm. uh yeah it does often feel that way although we try to stay away from that kind of conversation i'm gonna go with uh falling in the yard
5: Mm -hmm. falling in your yard or the falling stock market
4: Mm. which was down
5: 700 points today
4: uh the pain is pretty deep with both i would Mm -hmm. say uh falling in my yard
5: okay uh number eight falling in your yard or a fall from grace
4: Mm. oh i do that often don't i Mm -hmm. uh I'm going to take the fall from grace because I know that Christ is with me and I'll, I'll be back again. Look Thank at you bringing the theology. Thank you. Number
5: nine, falling in your yard or falling in love?
4: Oh, falling in love, mm. right? Who doesn't we like can. to fall in love, Kath?
5: The last one, John, falling yeah, you in your yard or falling water?
4: Oh, falling water. Oh. I'll take the architectural beauty any day over the pain and foolish feeling of lying with your wet bottom in your backyard.
5: Fantastic.
4: Very nice. Mm-hmm. That was the falling this or that. Yes. All right. Uh, very nice. Okay, Kath, uh, here are your 10 this or that. Um, silk or linen? Silk. Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly. Jean Kelly. Motherhood anxiety, being locked in a dark closet.
5: Uh, I'll take being locked in a dark closet. Mm-hmm. Any day.
4: Count Basie, Duke Ellington.
5: Uh, Count Basie. Mm. These are easy. these have been easy, just because I'm very excited about the ones I've chosen.
4: Moonlight, sunlight.
5: Uh, sunlight.
4: Hmm. Um, Pittsburgh Department of Parks. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald.
5: I'll choose the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, John, for a hundred.
4: Okay. Shag carpet. Red carpet.
5: Oh, red carpet! Heck yeah.
4: mm Hmm. Florence, Italy. Oh. Nice, France.
5: Oh, oh, Florence, Italy. Though that's mm. tight.
4: Sweet Cajun trail mix. <laughs> salad Niçoise.
5: Oh, that's so hard. But I have to go. Salad Niçoise. Cafe Raymond.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Being lowered into an active volcano. <laughs> an air-conditioned spare room.
5: <laughs> well, I mean, if you put it that way, John. I guess I'll pick the air-conditioned spare room.
4: Good job. And that is this week's This or That. 101.5
7: WORD. Coming up
1: on Love Worth Finding. Are you struggling to control your thought life?
2: There is a way, and I can tell you it works. If you will do what these verses that I'm about to share with you tell you to do, you will guard your heart. And if you guard your heart, then you're prepared to protect your home. Join Adrian Rogers for
0: Guard Your Heart, Protect Your Home this month. On Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Stock market, have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the impact of coronavirus and the upcoming election, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text the word MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and better protect yourself from sudden downturns. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to stay or when to get out. Text money to 411-411 and we'll send you a link to our free demo. Text money to 411-411 so you can better protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to 411-411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy.
2: In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, For God and Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Reagan. It's required reading in 2020. For God and Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold. Hello, this is Terry
12: Han, a host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you. Every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday.
0: We're all thinking a lot about school these days. Like, will the kids ever go back? Or why can't they have enough work to last the whole day? Or if it's all online, what are the teachers really doing? Now's a perfect time to consider a Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions.
5: all the conversation about statues. Should they stay or should they go? Um, there are a few historians that are actually consulted on it. And so John and I've talked about this so many times. I mean, there's a lot to consider. You know, mm-hmm. I recognize the fact that this is a complex issue. Um, so let's go to the heart of those who really care on a daily basis for the statues. And of course, help those of us who visit places of history to actually see them in a different way. And we're thinking in particular of Gettysburg. Jason Martz is with us, visual information specialist and public affairs officer of Gettysburg National Military Park and Eisenhower Eisenhower National Historic Site. Jason, welcome in.
3: Hi, thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me.
4: Yeah, Jason, it's our pleasure. So, Jason, you're well aware, as well as our audience, that in in the last couple of weeks, any number of Confederate statues and monuments have been targeted by protesters as symbols of racism and slavery. And so there is a a lot of these that are coming down by mobs, but uh, where you are and where you work in Gettysburg, uh, that's the last thing that you want but can you talk to us about the difference between what goes on in Gettysburg as far as your monuments and memorials and what the monuments and memorials might be like in small town USA?
3: Sure. The, the, the biggest distinction that we have here at the battlefield at Gettysburg is the fact that these particular memorials, whether they be Union or Confederate, and we have over 1,300 of them uh, here on the battlefield Uh, making it one of the largest outdoor sculpture gardens in the world. Um, The issue here that we have at Gettysburg is is very unique, is that the the monumentation that is represented here on the battlefield is to those who were actually physically here. So there is a tangible connection uh, for the 165,000 soldiers who... uh, Fought in the Battle of Gettysburg on July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, 1863, and and I can't speak for for all of them, but uh, certainly many of the ones that are in traffic circles and outside of city halls and and uh, town parks and that kind of thing, the the tangible connection is not the same, and and that in unto itself is is largely where a lot of the um, angst I think is coming from uh, for for folks all across the United States. And, and it's, 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 a, it's a different story here at Gettysburg because those men were actually here. Yes.
4: So there you are. I mean, you know, as you make reference to the monuments all across the country, I mean, I'm sure daily thousands, if not millions of people go by these Confederate monuments and they don't know the story behind them, but they just see them as, you know, an affront. Now you in Gettysburg, you're in the business of telling stories. And that is a distinction because history was made there and it's important to keep those monuments there. So that story is told for future generations.
3: Absolutely. Uh, we, we are certainly in, in the business of uh, not just telling stories, but in, in the art form of education, uh, in order to truly tell the story of the Battle of Gettysburg, you have to be able to tell the story uh, as the soldiers who fought there saw it. And we can do that. Very easily uh, through the use of the monumentation that is used that is utilized here on the battlefield, and that goes for both Union and Confederate. And in many cases, uh, for us, this is this is truly a window into the past. Uh, we can not only talk about the Battle of Gettysburg in July of 1863, but we can also talk about what was happening in the United States at the time that these memorials were placed on this battlefield, because. Uh, in some cases, uh, memorials were placed as early as eighteen sixty seven just two years after the war was over and just wow. four years after the battle was over, um, all the way through the the, uh, the 1970s and, and even and even later than that. so we can we can use the monuments as a, as a teaching tool to to not only describe the Battle of Gettysburg but how the story of the Battle of Gettysburg was still being described in different eras of our nation's history. So we're not just historians on one single battle for three days in American history. We truly have to be historians for, to some degree, all American history because of the connections that the soldiers and officers had uh, who fought here at the Battle of Gettysburg with relatives who were involved in the American Revolution or the War of 1812. And then what their descendants would ultimately uh, have to do in World War One or World War Two, um, and even uh, President uh, Richard Nixon has a, a descendant in the Gettysburg National Cemetery. So this is this battle spans, although it only spans three days in July of 1863, it, it is truly representative of the entire history of our nation. Uh, and, and, and some of those stories are difficult, but those are, those are stories that we tell on a very consistent basis. It just so happens that there's a very bright light on, on some of these uh, narratives right now, but these are conversations yeah. that, that, that we're used to having all the time.
9: I
5: see. I appreciate that. That's Jason Martz, visual information specialist and the acting public affairs officer at Gettysburg National Military Park and Eisenhower National Historic Site. So that's an interesting distinction you made. These are conversations you said that you're used to having, uh, people are used to having at Gettysburg. Do you think part of the, and I'm asking for your armchair opinion here, do you think part of the issue here we're having with statues nationwide is that we just don't know how to have that conversation?
3: I think there's certainly an argument for that. Um, You know, one of the things that we pride ourselves is is being able to have uh, these difficult conversations uh, within the National Park Service. And and there are over 400 units of the National Park Service across the country. And and in many cases, some of these uh, sites uh, outside of the scope of Gettysburg or outside the scope of Eisenhower. These are, these are still very difficult conversations to have, because in many cases, these were sites where uh, the owner was a slave owner, or the owner uh, had some kind of checkered past in, in, in some form or another, or or the story that is, that is commemorating uh, a given site, there was controversy to get to that point. There, there was mm-hmm. strife to get to that point. Um, you know the, the the history of the United States is not necessarily a bright, shappy, bright, shining, happy story all the time. There's there's a lot of uh, negativity, and and we at the National Park Service uh, really take pride in being able to tell all sides of those stories. Fabulous.
4: Jason March is with us. Jason is Visual Information Specialist, Public Affairs Officer at Gettysburg National Military Park and Eisenhower National Historic Site. So, Jace, um, you know, you, you're seeing the news coverage and it feels like these, you know, roving mobs of people who um, are upset want to take these statues down. And by you know many instances, they've just lassoed the statues and torn them down with their own might. I'm sure you have to worry about this at, at, uh, at Gettysburg. What sort of precautions are in place? Because I, I think I read that, you know, It's not maybe a matter of if they're going to take the statues down, but when. So are you fearful of that and some vandalism coming in in the middle of the night?
3: Well, honestly, this is something that that we are concerned about all the time. Uh, Again, in the same way that we tell these difficult stories, uh, as a matter of course, uh, our concern about the cultural and natural resources uh, about the park are also something that we take very seriously on a constant basis. But uh, as, as far as uh, making sure that they all remain uh, and, and, and not vandalized, uh, we have a very dedicated staff of, of not only our own uh, protection rangers, our own law enforcement rangers, but we have any number of staff members who are driving around and participating in different projects all in all corners of the park. But in addition to, to, to those Uniformed staff members. We also have a, uh, a very dedicated and very proud park watch program. Uh, that's a, a program that's made up of a lot of very dedicated volunteers who spend their own time uh, being the eyes and ears for the park, um, in plain clothes and, and, and watching over the battlefield uh, in all hours of the day. Uh, not only that, but our Local uh, population here in Gettysburg and, and Adams County are are also very very dedicated people. Uh, we we talked. In fact, I I talked to just one a few days ago where she was out walking her dog, and and wanted to have a con- a very similar conversation as what we're having right now, and it was my opportunity to to be up front with her, and, and she's like she said basically, look, I love this place. I, I would do anything necessary, and I don't want to see anything happen to anything here. It, it's Good. It's all part of the history. It's all part of the story, and it all has to stay. So it's 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 up to our uh, local population to take full advantage of the recreation opportunities: uh, walking, hiking, biking, uh, and you know, especially now under the circumstances with uh, the pandemic and, and the opportunity to get outside. Um, right. A lot of folks taking advantage of that, uh, and, and beyond that, our visitors are also as dedicated as anybody else, and so we really feel confident that our our, our bases are as covered as they possibly can, whether it be a uniformed employee or uh, a dedicated volunteer, our visitors, or, or the local population here in and around Gettysburg.
5: Nice. All right. Well, that is really helpful and um, kind of gives us a different perspective on the statue controversy. Jason Martz, Jason's a visual information specialist and the acting public affairs officer at Gettysburg National Military Park and Eisenhower National Historic Site. Jason, thank you for your time today.
3: You're very welcome. Happy to be on.
4: Oh, great pleasure. Yeah, be safe out there, Jason. Uh, lots of activity, I'm sure, where you are. OK, we'll take a break. Come back. Um, hey, uh, today's take your dog to work day.
5: That's awesome. It would be, it's for people who are working at home, this should be easy.
4: It's easy. My dog's like, I can see my dog over there. He's taking a little nap. Talk about that in a few minutes. Stick around. It's the Ride Home, the Friday edition right here in Ward FM. and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsorouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. Pittsburgh.com. That's pittsburgh.com
13: Go ahead, Amy. I'm listening. Where can I find some hand sanitizer and toilet paper? Did you hear me? Sorry, Amy. <laughs> I'm a bit under the weather these days. How can that be? I've been practicing my social distancing. Are you kidding? There's no way I can keep six feet away from you. Whatever your hands touch ends up growing all over me. That makes sense. Keeping my phone clean is just as important as washing my hands. Will you please do me a favor and finally get me a phone soap? Without one, I'm afraid it's only a matter of time before I get you sick
1: too. Phone soap is the clinically proven and EPA certified way to clean your phone, watches, and whatever else fits inside. In 10 minutes or less, phone soap cleans using UV light so it won't damage your screen like liquids or chemicals. Phone soap safely kills 99.99%
0: of all germs and bacteria, including the cold and flu virus. It's trusted and used by healthcare professionals everywhere. Demand for phone soap is at an all-time high. Go to PhoneSoap.com and use code RADIO to secure a spot on our pre-order list and receive free shipping. Go to PhoneSoap.com. PhoneSoap.com today. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corrie ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh.
5: take your dog to work day Mm -hmm. which traditionally is the friday following father's day and so all of you who have dogs we salute you now here's the extra step many people are still working from home as john and i are and so from the take your dog to work today foundation or whatever it is that they are they have suggested that today you bring your dog on your zoom call
4: oh my gosh that's Yes. Please that's unnecessary. Nope. That's the what they said. Idea-
5: that's what listen, if your dog is right there with you as Gussie is with you, John, right now. Yeah. Is he ready to be on Zoom with us?
4: No, he's not. Nope. Gussie's passed out on the floor, which he does about 90% of the time. Okay. He's 15 years old. So he's been around the block. Mm-hmm. He's not getting up for any Zoom call. No.
9: Mm.
4: No. Nope. Okay. Sorry, Gus.
5: <laughs> Mike, should you purchase a dog at some point? Would you want him on your Zoom call? Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. you. I would love to show you one of my cats, but it's not take your cat to work day.
4: Thank goodness. Now you yourself, Kath, you're a bit of an anomaly that you have never in your life owned a dog. Never. Don't you think like you're missing out?
5: No, I love dogs. I very much love dogs. Yeah. I feel a commitment. I feel a sense of affinity to the cat population.
4: You can have both, you know, we've had both. No,
5: I'm not interested in that.
4: What? Just like a cat household. That's it. Yeah,
5: I feel good really? about that. I I'm just, that. I don't, I like dogs. I'm not just like, I love dogs. I yeah. always, always am eager to speak to a dog and give the dog some love, but I don't, I don't need to have a dog.
4: Okay. All right. You know, I, dogs have kind of made like, you know, remember like you would see dogs like in European films, you know, Oh yeah. at people's workplaces, sure. you know, Oh, at the French bakery, there's the dog sitting there now. It feels like in America like you go to like Lowe's or Home Depot mm. there's dogs everywhere. It's there, like are- it's like it's like a kennel out there. Yeah, people okay, just- so
5: you're you're a dog lover. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. Really? I don't.
4: No. I mean I get it. People get excited. People like like these people with bumper stickers, what, "I'm a grand dog" or "I'm a grandma to my dog" or something right. like that. I mean right. it's a dog. I mean we love I love it. I've always had a dog. Mm-hmm. But come on, people. How many dogs a- do
5: you think you've had?
4: Uh phew. Probably, I mean, since I was a kid, like family dogs, one well, maybe uh, eight or nine.
5: Okay. Maybe now, wait. We're more. gonna wait. The original dog, Mike. That's our favorite dog. What, what, what's that? that dog no, Cindy. Story? That was Cindy. Like, yeah.
4: Cindy. <laughs> Cindy, a little Spraggin thing going on there.
5: Yeah, Cindy had some problems near the <laughs> end. It was a
4: yeah. Cindy, and then we had Spot, mm-hmm. uh, which was a really like. I, I'm, I, I we try didn't spend a lot of time on that name. I don't. <laughs> I don't disparage any of my dogs, but that dog, oh oh boy. Um, Cindy spot uh, chipper uh was a favorite of mine uh chip chip made his way around chip was like in pittsburgh and florida he lived with me in bloomfield i mean chip was an excellent dog um you know in my mind like do you do you struggle with this i struggle with like when i think about all my dogs or i try to put them in order of how much i love them It's like yeah, an impossible that's a horrible thing to, thing do. Thing to do it's a it horrible is. thing to do right like one of my all-time favorite dogs well i love chip i love chip because he was my baby my childhood dog but mm-hmm. mick was like my like my first guide dog of course dog, right you know and then I got Ruby and I got Gussie here. Gus is like pretty high up there now because he's like so fabulous.
5: Right. Well, what about the dog you had that you gave to Mike McAdams' wife years? Before oh, that was Bernie.
4: Married? Yeah, I I found a uh, an Irish uh, Shepherd in uh, in nineteen seventy uh, an, an Irish, Irish Setter, Setter? Yeah. Irish Shepherd, an Irish Setter in the nineteen seventies. I lived in the North Side, and it was a bunch of guys going to college together. We all broke up at the end of college, so I, you know, I was going to live, move to New York City. I didn't want to just give this dog away, so I put an ad in the paper, and I sold the dog for 50 bucks. Some guy showed up with his daughter, and I got a postcard from the guy saying, you did a really nice job on this dog. Years later, Mike McAdams, who works with me at the studio, he said, oh, my wife, Bronwyn. I go, Bronwyn? Oh, I sold my dog to some dad and her daughter named Bronwyn. He goes, that was my wife's dog. We've got an oil painting in our house of that dog.
5: What are and the odds of that? That is and it's so my dog. weird.
4: I know. So my dog that I sold for 50 bucks is an oil painting in my co-worker's house. I don't know. That's, That's weird. Just,
5: I don't know what to say. Except yes, come is. back for hour two.
4: Yeah, take your dog to work day. I don't know.
7: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart. Tune in and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
9: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A federal judge has blocked New York State from enforcing coronavirus restrictions, limiting indoor religious gatherings to 25% capacity, when other types of gatherings are limited to 50%. Judge Gary Sharp acted today to enjoin Governor Andrew Cuomo, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, and Attorney General Letitia James from enforcing some of the capacity restrictions put in place by executive order to contain the spread of the virus. Texas Governor Greg Abbott scaling back restaurant dining in his state. The moves are the most dramatic reversals yet as confirmed coronavirus cases surge. Texas has reported more than 17,000 new confirmed cases in the last three days. Stocks sharply lower today. The Dow was down 730 points. The Nasdaq was off 260. This is SRN News.
4: and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsorouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsarouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsarouspittsburgh.com. Now
14: streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny, a powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Sean DePay.
0: Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code Pittsburgh to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com promo code Pittsburgh.
8: Our smiles are still behind our masks. We are welcoming patients back and we're happy to do so.
0: At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care.
8: Although some of the details of their appointment may look different, we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to. The same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care that they've really become accustomed to is still there.
0: Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
5: Brides come in all beautiful shapes and sizes. And at URB Bridal Informal in Bethel Park, every dress can be custom-made to celebrate everyone, including hard-to-find plus sizes. High-fashion, private-label designs made to order, as flattering to your budget as they are to your neckline. Enjoy a personalized, no-pressure, luxury shopping experience, complete with complimentary champagne and chocolate, and see the entire selection. Find a dress that celebrates you because you are beautiful at urbbridal.com.
15: Cloudy tonight with a shower or thunderstorm, low 67. A shower or thunderstorm to start tomorrow, otherwise breezy and humid with clouds and sun. Watch for a strong afternoon thunderstorm, high 79. Saturday night cloudy with showers and a thunderstorm, low 66. Sun and clouds Sunday with a shower or thunderstorm, high 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Rob.
2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
3: And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for
4: coming along for the 5 o'clock hour Of the friday edition here on the ride home the stay-at-home version of the ride home with john and kathy before we get underway I just want to say thank you to everybody over these last several days who were part of our cross international campaign you hit it out of the park we are so grateful more than 550 kids are going to be taken care of with food clothing education water all that with the excellence across so thank you thank you thank you thank you because of that we're doing a regular show today thank you thank you thank you
5: yes exactly Mm -hmm. All right, John. So last Sunday, Father's Day. Yep. And you said that you had a terrific time.
4: I did. I had a very nice day. Thank
5: you. Okay. So you're home with one of your sons living, but you have another son who's in a southern state to come home shortly.
4: Yes, coming home. Mm -hmm.
5: Okay. Um, Were you thinking of them when you read this article today in the Washpo about the uh, about the dad and doing the happiness test?
4: Yeah, I mean, because I think you know, story, isn't it? It is an excellent story, right? I mean, you have a child, you have your children, and of course. You want their lives to be filled, you know, with you know, the stuff of life. Mm-hmm. And one of those things, of course, is the, in the struggle is to find happiness. And how do you craft a life of gratitude and happiness and, you know, the things that make it worthwhile? I think everybody wants to do that, but it's a tough thing to teach a skill that goes, this is how happiness works. So anyway, uh, a few years ago in 2018, Yale University produced a popular um, podcast called The Science of Well-Being. And it's appeared in a list of free online personal courses to take during the pandemic. And so far, 2.6 million people have signed up for this free course. And now there's a woman, her name is uh, Lori Santos. She's a psychology professor at Yale. She introduced the live class, psychology and the good life. And she said that she was seeing uh, in a lot of kids, a mental health crisis between social media and fears about success and all those things. Sort of different than our generation, Kath, because social media has really changed kids lives. How do you be happy in this present day? So this class, the science of well-being, like I said, 2.6 million people have already downloaded it. It helps people through a lot of different things. And so in this article in uh, the Washington Post, a dad and his kids, his sons, sat down and watched several episodes together. And as they did, they, they discovered this equation for happiness and it provided a great conversation after the fact and something to look forward to, to build upon, to think about. One of those things is a deep sense of community. And, you know, you know this, you go to church uh, on a regular basis, you develop that sense of community and the Mm -hmm. happiness that goes with that by showing up every week.
5: Right. So that's one of the things that they landed on.
4: Yeah. The deep sense of community.
5: Okay. What else is important?
4: Yeah. Uh, What else is important is a measure of your own personal success, right? I mean, that's kind of squishy what is success? You know, how about when kids say, or even as you say to yourself, I want to be successful. Right. Well, my success is different than your success. So what are those things that make a person at least feel successful in some way? Mm -hmm. That's self-control, a measure of financial freedom, right? Um, How it is that you intersect with those that you love. What is, what about job accomplishments, a career, Mm -hmm. No. Uh, all these things together add up one little tick to a measure of happiness.
5: Hmm. Okay. Anything else?
4: Yeah. Um, the idea about um, the practice of well, again, so in the Washington Post article, they talk about meditation. Now, of course, you know, you think about this. All they're talking always from a secular perspective. But they, one of the things that brought happiness to people was the intentionality of sitting down, slowing down and getting in, as the Washington Post says, getting in contact with your higher power.
5: Mm. Okay.
4: Well, again, you know, as a believer, I think we're ahead of the game because if you're Mm -hmm. intentional in your community and intentional in your prayer life, The intentionality, the regular walking through that, engaging in prayer, that does give you a measure of happiness or groundedness or satisfaction, whatever word you want to use.
5: Right.
4: Community, prayer life. Okay. How do you gauge success and happiness? Okay. Anyway, I'm going to take a look at this class. I'd be kind of interested. Yeah, I was
5: going to say, is that something you'd do?
4: Yeah, with my kids too. Okay. I'd be kind of curious to see what that looks like. Anytime, and you're really good at this, Kathy, anytime that you can communicate with your kids, anytime that you leave open channels of conversation, anybody who's a parent, don't we all long for that? Yes. We don't want to know our kids. We want our kids to know us. So anything I can do to engage in that and, you know, not have eye rolls or, you know, me being the boss or something like that. I, I, I want that
5: eye rolls. I can hardly believe John. Well, you must have lost control of those kids a long time ago for them to be doing (laughs) stuff like that
3: eye rolls
4: hey
5: listen i don't know if it's too early or too late but it i feel like i want to tell you tell me what your weekend has begun
4: oh thank goodness it's 10 minutes past the five o'clock hour on a friday afternoon truly all is right and well in this world i mean all right right
5: yeah I think, it's not a perfect mean, world
4: you know, it's not a perfect world we're doing the best we can. Friday, let's put it that way even working from home don't you love a friday
5: I certainly do love a Friday. Yes, uh, I know another person who loves a Friday. It's uh, Paul J. McNulty, who's the president of Grove City College. He is in the on-deck circle, John, celebrating the fact that baseball is soon to return. I believe July 21st is day one. Anyway, Paul nice. McNulty is back and he's going to be talking to us next about what colleges can do. How do colleges speak into the moments like now where we've got a pandemic, where we've got significant racial tension and conversation? Colleges have a particular place to play. And Uh, different particular words to give so he's going to talk about that coming up next friday edition right home
4: Well, Friday afternoon, we always check in with Marsha from the spring house. Marsha, a big uh, Father's Day blowout last week. And now this week, you continue on with a few remaining days of June Dairy Month down on the farm. Yeah. How are things there?
11: Yeah, down on the farm. And a real working dairy farm. And people ask us that all the time. Do you really milk the cows? They're like, yep. My brother and my nephew and a couple of their good fellows over there milk 125 cows. We really pasteurize and homogenize the milk right here at the Spring House. And right now, in celebration of June Dairy Month through Sunday, we're doing a dollar off our world-famous chocolate milk gallon. So mm. everybody's been liking that a lot. (laughs) Kathy, you would like that. (laughs)
5: Listen, (laughs) that stuff is the greatest of all time.
4: That chocolate milk.
5: Oh, it is. Like There's a, nothing like it.
4: It's incredible. A magic elixir is what it is.
5: I <laughs> like that. <clears throat> well, terrific. Well, June Dairy Month, there is no better dairy farm to celebrate it at than at the spring house. Marcia, talk about what people can expect if they come now. Is there social distancing? How are
11: services yeah. working? Yes. Yeah. So we're, we have eliminated some tables and chairs. And um, it's been fine because a lot of people are still picking up food to take home and just keep on being safe at home. And I think everybody kind of figured out that they kind of like their own kitchen table. And so that's been fun to, you know, load people up with lots of good stuff. And we're doing like little packages of yummy desserts, blackberry cobbler and apple crisp and stuff like that. You can take home and have on your own, you know, at your own table at home. And then um we do have big X's on the floor trying to encourage social distancing. It's funny though. I feel like at the spring house, everybody feels really safe you know like you're it's almost like you're at grandma's house and it's safe and we're like hey everybody we still have to practice social distancing (laughs) so we're asking people to still wear their masks even if you feel very much at home at the spring house still wear your mask let's keep each other safe and practice social distancing but it's been so nice to be able to serve people have them sit inside and I feel like a part
4: of this again. Fabulous. Okay, well, there's still time. National uh, Dairy Month, the month of June, is still going on at the Spring House. Take advantage of all the specials with the great chocolate milk, of course, the ice cream as well. It's a real working dairy farm, a, play, a great place for you to take your kids out for the weekend. Check it out online, the Springhouse. Thanks, Marsha.
11: Bye, guys. Thanks.
7: 101.5 WORD.
1: You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts, freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com fanclub and sign up. We're big fans.
8: I consider not only my team members, but my patients, my family, and I miss them for quite a few months.
0: Stock Family Dentistry would like to say... Welcome back.
8: One of the biggest blessings I have received is to be able to use my talents and my passion to serve my community through our dental office. And I'm proud to say that we're doing it in a very safe way. We're finally back up to full speed. It's nice to be back with family.
0: On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
1: It's easier to change the world than you think. Sponsor a child in extreme poverty with Compassion International, and you will change the world for that. Child. Just text the word CHILD to 83393 to sponsor right now.
0: Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. This is Tim
3: Seckler, inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard earned savings. And if you missed the Life & Legacy show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life & Legacy show.
7: Who is most at risk for coronavirus? People over 65. People with underlying medical conditions like heart disease, chronic lung disease, asthma, diabetes. People undergoing cancer treatment and people with weakened immune systems. What should you do if you or a loved one is at higher risk? Avoid close contact with people. Avoid crowds. Stay home if you can. Wash your hands frequently. Learn more ways to protect yourself and others at coronavirus.gov.
4: Paul McNulty is back with this. Paul's a regular guest on our show. Paul is the president of Grove City College, and prior to returning to his alma mater, Paul McNulty spent 30 years in Washington, D.C. as an attorney in public service and private practice. In 2005, the United States Senate unanimously confirmed Paul McNulty to the position of Deputy Attorney General, the second in command at the United States Department of Justice, the chief operating officer of the department's 100,000 employees. Paul, welcome back.
16: Happy summer to you. Hi, it's wonderful to be back. Uh, happy summer to you, too, John. Thank
4: you. Yeah,
5: Paul, it's wonderful to hear from you. Now, I don't know if your daughters are around where you are right now, but both of my daughters are very close to me and have been for the last 3 months. And I got to tell yep. you, with all the stuff with the virus first, and then with all the racial tension, all the conversations about inequality, they our dinner times have been long, mm-hmm. and not because we've been eating, but because there's been so much to talk about. And, you know, everybody has a different uh, a different perspective, you know, a different life history. Obviously, you know, we've got my husband and I in one generation, my kids in another generation. Boy, it's interesting how differently we all can see this. Paul, what do you say about
16: it? Yeah, well, first of all, isn't that a blessing, Kathy, that you have that opportunity as a family to um, think through these complex issues together? That's, that's a great providence, and we mm-hmm. wish as many people uh, in our country could uh, enjoy that as possible. And and that certainly is something that here at the college uh, we're thinking about a lot right now as we are gearing up for the return of students and and how we're going to be able to facilitate those kind of thoughtful conversations on a day-in and day-out basis. And, And, of course, at the same time, we have to deal with just the basic logistics of, you know, opening up and, and, and having 2,000 students return to campus. And so it's from a personal perspective, the challenge is a bit overwhelming because on one level, you're just thinking about the physical reality of all that. And at the same time, you have to think about the substance of what's going to be going on here and what we're going to be uh, trying to achieve together as a community.
4: Right. Nepal, uh, one of the things that, of course, has happened uh, in college, uh, Colleges all over the country is there has been this sort of push of exclusion that uh, these are the standard talking points. And if you don't agree with those talking points, well, then you are not welcome on this university. We're going to shout you down. So it seems to be the conversation is just one way. Now, I know from my my own child, my own son being at Grove City College. You choose not to have that conversation. You want to have all different voices as part of this. So as difficult as it is, I do appreciate what Grove City's college is doing as far as trying to be inclusive with this.
16: That's right, John. Uh, And it's a delicate balance because you're absolutely right. We want to encourage uh, free and open discussion about these issues. And, And in fact, we really communicate that to prospective students that, you know there are many places in the world of education where you don't feel as though you have the freedom to think and to um mm-hmm. express your views and so forth, and yet at the same time we have to have a care about that, don't we? We have to think yes. about um, where are the lines and how do we approach these um, in a with a spirit of love and thoughtfulness and wisdom and and even seek to you know uh, encourage people or or take a stronger um, a view and someone uh, seems to really lack the sensitivity to others. So uh, those are issues been around a long time, but I, I have a sense that um, they're just going to get even more challenging as we um, come back together again and try to yep. um, you know, practice community life. Yes.
5: Yeah. Paul J. McNulty's with us, ninth president of Grove City College.
4: So, Paul, how do you talk to the community about this? I mean, it's one thing to talk to the students. It's another thing totally to speak to the administration and the faculty and staff. Because, of course, whether it's in the classroom or not, everyone is going to be engaging in these conversations come when the students are back in session.
16: Well, you know, where I begin with this is this getting back to mission. Um, it's easy enough to express outrage about incidents, police brutality and concern. It's also easy to talk about the, um, the inappropriateness of violent uh, uh, protests, but where do we go beyond that. And I think there's a tendency for a lot of leaders in our larger community to, you know, kind of stick to the platitudes, but at the end of the day, what are we doing? And it goes back to well, what's the institution's purpose. And, um, you know, at a Christian college, We have to have a clear mission to be preparing students for this world, to act with Mm -hmm. strong conscience in relation to the um, policies and the key concerns within the community. So I've been trying to communicate to uh, the Grove City community that our mission is about um, reconciliation, it's about justice, and, and love. And, and I chose those three because they match with our actual mission statement. And, and then I'm trying to get people to uh, own that, those ideas and think about those as truly relevant to how we make things better and how we leave here as uh, graduates um, better prepared to, to really be um, the answers to the problems within the communities uh, that they, uh, they go to.
5: Yeah. And that's it's so demanding, isn't it, Paul? I mean, it's this requires people with big minds and big hearts um, because, you know, a quality of opportunity isn't going to mean anything if dignity isn't a part of the equation Um, or, you know, a, a pursuit of of you know, defunding the police or funding the police or any conversation about the police isn't going to make any difference if we don't have a firm grasp of history, and not just history in the North, but history in the southern part of the United States and what African Americans have endured. So it ne- there needs to be equal parts compassion and rationality. And so I, I I mean, I, I, I've i known you for, I don't know, the last three or four years. I have to say you and the other faculty at Griffith all of a sudden it sounds like a commercial, but I find these times so challenging that I'm grateful that you have so many faculty at the college that are able to engage students about things that are this complex.
11: Well,
16: thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I, we we I think, come here because we have that shared calling To want to have those conversations and uh, to think about um, how civilization has addressed problems and actually been successful in dealing with those issues. Um, You know, we don't shy away from teaching about Western civilization, not because Western civilization has been perfect by any means, but that Western civilization, because it has a root in Judeo-Christian ethics, can Recognize sin and can address it and mm-hmm. make improvements that are genuine, because they're rooted in transcendent values. So we're not, um, you know, we're not rejecting the very remedy for what uh, we see around us, but we're actually trying to 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 uh, re-energize it to give it um, full understanding. I I really feel strongly that that the conscience has to be trained to see. And understand what's right and wrong and that has to be rooted as deeply as possible and so you know when you look at the what happened in in Minneapolis for me what I see there is um, an absolute lack of conscience at work to say this is something that can't happen and you have to ask yourself how do we get to the point where where anyone can engage in um, a violent act against another and not be constrained to do that. And at the end of the day, God has made us in his image to exercise moral conscience. And and one of the things I think we have to do here is to understand how you develop, nurture, strengthen, and act consistent with your moral conscience.
4: Yes. And, and that's really it. I mean, if we are truly a Dei, made in the image of God, then we have to look at each other, you know, in the same way. And so the conversation, I'm sure, at a Christian college has to be completely different, 180 degrees different than it would be at a state-run university, Paul. You have the ability and the option to dig a heck of a lot deeper.
16: Yeah, you really do. I mean, you, you have the ability to have a real conversation about the things that can transform, that that really can change the heart and put somebody into position where they can make a difference. You know, I have actually had the privilege of mentoring some students here who've gone on to work in law enforcement. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've had two or three graduates recently who are now police officers and I've had lunches with them and we've talked about that calling. And when I think about what's going on right now, I think about those students because I know that they're out there trying to honor Christ as police officers now you know. We, in a sense, we can equip a policeman with uh, a, a police officer with all kinds of gadgets and and um, and uh, tools of things of one sort or another. But they couldn't be more equipped if they have a strong conscience. And so I think that's um, where we can go. That uh, where a lot of institutions are are limited.
5: Yeah, Paul McNulty with us, the uh, president of Grove City College, uh, Paul. We only have a couple minutes left, but um, all I can say is I'm going to pray for you this fall because there are so many uh, unknowns. I mean, I guess the truth is that every day for every person is an unknown, but these times, I don't know, it's difficult to plan. It's difficult to come up with, you know, what you think things are going to be like at the end of August, let alone in the beginning of November.
16: Yeah, and Kathy. Thank you for that. Those prayers would greatly appreciate. It. I had a four-hour meeting this morning working on the the plan, you know, to come back together right. again, and it, your, my head is spinning, you know, with all the things we have to do and how we, as a community, create this sense of responsibility and where we test and, and everything else. I'm reading a Churchill biography on my whatever free time I have, and I, mm. I feel in some ways like I'm a wartime president here of the college. You know that there's so much yeah. going on that. Um, when it's over, I'll be completely exhausted from it. You know, it's just, there's so many aspects to um, uh, the calling of, of, of managing and not just put it on myself, but the whole team of people um, managing uh, an institution of this nature where we have a residential college and, and uh, we're trying to make the classroom experience, you know, everything it can be. Uh, and at the same time, think about masks and, you know, everything else. And so, uh, your prayers are, are very greatly appreciated. I'm into that.
4: Well, Paul, thanks an awful lot, sure, truly. I'll uh, just to amplify that again for you, for your staff, for all the students uh, in these odd and difficult times. Prayers to you in the G- Grove City College community and beyond. Thanks, as always. It's a great pleasure to intersect with you and to know the, the excellent work, even in these odd times that continue to go on at Grove City College. So be well, friend. Oh, thank
16: you. Thank you very much. It was great talking to the two of you again and and continue to have a great summer. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much.
4: Paul McNulty from Grove City College. We'll take a quick break. We, as we always do on a Friday afternoon, uh, take a look back at the week in review. Stick around for that. Uh, What did you like? What did you eat? What made you happy? What hacked you off? We're just looking in the rearview mirror and trying to take the barometer. As the will of the students goes,
0: so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corey ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. Since the beginning of time, a battle has been raging.
16: The single most important
5: question any human being can ask is the question, what is truth?
1: A battle between God's truth and the deception of the world. Is our culture filled with lies? Focus on the Family presents The Truth Project. Discover how knowing the truth will transform your life focus on the family's the truth project at the in the
2: 2016 race for president donald trump was not the first choice for many christian voters his personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend christian values as president or so we thought in his new book for god and country the christian case for trump dr ralph reed shows that president trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since reagan It's required reading in 2020 for God and Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold.
4: For a lot of people, from time to time, you ask yourself this question Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Certainly, your family around you, a smaller circle of church friends or associates, all that. But it's core to how we look at the world, how we engage in the world. Who do you trust? And especially when your child is about to go to college. Who are you trusting to teach your child what it is to live in this world? When I've asked myself that question, who do you trust? I go back to Grove City College. My child's been at Grove City College. We love the environment, the education, the faculty, the staff. They know Christ. I trust them because I know that he knows them as well. Grove City College. Kath, what about you? Who do you trust?
5: Well, yeah, I've had an excellent experience with the professors at Grove City. My daughter goes there, but I have to go to the administration too, John. I mean, just yesterday we had a screw up on our bill and it was one of those things where you can imagine that you would have to be on the phone for three hours or on 10 different websites. But my husband called Grove City, talked to one woman, and in 30 minutes it was worked out. I mean, just person to person, that's the connection I think we're all looking for.
4: Fabulous. Do yourself a favor. Look online. Who do you trust? GCC.edu. That's Grove City College.
7: We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart. Tune in and at radio.com.
15: Cloudy tonight with a shower or thunderstorm low 67. A shower or thunderstorm to start tomorrow, otherwise breezy and humid with clouds and sun. Watch for a strong afternoon thunderstorm high 79. Saturday night cloudy with showers and a thunderstorm low 66. Sun and clouds Sunday with a shower or thunderstorm high 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb.
5: June twenty sixth, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety seven. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, with by J.K. Rowling, published, launching the start of a seven book series that captured the world's imagination, spawned, you know, a cultural empire, movies, mm-hmm. tchotchke, made her a billionaire. Every, everything you can imagine have made her a millionaire. Yeah. Or a is book? she a billionaire?
4: I think she is. Okay. I, I mean. She should be rewarded handsomely. What an oh, imagination. Oh my gosh. She's Listen, fabulous. Right.
5: I, I've said I've said this before on the air, but when I first heard about Harry Potter, yeah. I thought to myself, okay, so this is gonna be a poor man's Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Right. So I kind of poo-pooed it. But both of my daughters were reading it. And I oh my thought, God. okay, well, my, both of my daughters are reading it. I need to wait in and like figure sure. out, you know, out. so we can, yeah, see what it's like. And so we have something to talk about. So the first book is charming Philosopher's Stone. It's charming. Mm. It's interesting. It's charming. The second book, also interesting. When you get to book three, all of a sudden, oh. you realize that there's something bigger happening. This is a larger, more significant work when you get into book three by the time you're halfway through four you're like i mean i calling it a poor man's lord of the rings is so ridiculous she she produced a legendary work in harry potter and what's so amazing about it is that it is at its equal parts delight and horror I mean, there's just there's such a a reality to the fantastical story. There's so many heart issues at stake, just like there are in Lord of the Rings, just like there are in Narnia. Any good fantasy work has that. Yeah. But the fact that she was able to write something that appealed to adults and children at the same time, not on different levels, but at the same level. I mean, it's it's terrific. If you've never read Harry Potter let today be the day this day in history is when the first one came out. So this is the day that you download it or go buy it or Mm -hmm. get it from the library or whatever, because it is so worth your time.
4: Very good. Okay. Very nice. JK. uh, She was feted for a long, long time and now she is being uh, torn down, but that's a whole other story for another day. Just like
5: any great thinker.
4: Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we'll take a break. And the aforementioned week in review that is on deck. Stay with us, please. It's the ride home with John and Kathy here on 101.5.
7: The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend.
1: With the best new music. New music music from Jamie Kimmett, Since I Met You. you. Over and Over by Riley Clemens. And And Glorify by Jordan Thales. The best new music and
7: Pittsburgh's favorites.
1: Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and
7: Associates. 101.5 WORD.
6: On the weekend. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to Harry's.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's Harry's.com, code 3388.
5: Plumbing.com.
0: Trinity School for Ministry, your local seminary in nearby Ambridge, is accepting applications for the fall. Take a course, enroll in a degree or certificate program, audit a class, online or on campus. At Trinity, you'll find options and a commitment to orthodoxy and community as you join students from other denominations with professors who are fully invested in your spiritual formation. To find the option best for you, email admissions at tsm.edu. Local, flexible, affordable trinity school for ministry at tsm.edu
8: i was a little bit surprised but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office and their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us
0: exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com
9: it's been another week that means it's time for john and kathy's week in review what was everyone talking about this week? Uh, I think statues, it's rising. I, think it's
5: rising. I think it's rising COVID cases.
9: Yeah.
4: Well, I thought it was statues. Continue mm-hmm. I mean, okay. continued protest. But, you know, you could put that all in a, just a, a gigantic ball of chaos. Mm-hmm. That's what people are talking about, right?
5: 244 new cases of COVID-19 in Allegheny County in the last seven days. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the highest we've been as far as uh, number total. Yep. And um, interestingly, this time it's mostly young people. Median really. Age thir- median age thirty-one.
4: What's that? What's that all about?
5: Yeah. Well, they said this is from the Allegheny Health Department. It says the new cases, uh, median age of thirty-one years old. Overwhelmingly, these are younger people who were traveling, visiting bars and restaurants, and out in the community.
4: Oh. Oh. Really. Okay.
5: Yep. So that's what people are talking about. Mike, number two, what was
4: a conversation that made you think? Hmm. Well, it wasn't so much a conversation. (laughs) It was an email that came our way and it was from a listener who said, you know, it's that she's fingering Kath and I to say, we're using talking points on mainstream media about masks and please do your due diligence on masks and um, we should instead try some um, uh, self-medication, uh, maybe some essential oils, self-supplements, self, uh, nutrition, stay healthy, none, none of the fear-mongering, and don't be talking about masks. So I've been thinking about masks. I mean, it is so contentious in this country. Two minds of people. People are like, I'm wearing my mask. Two other people are like, and going, you don't need a mask, and you're an idiot if you use a mask.
5: How have we come this far? I don't know. To me, it is really an inane conversation. I know. Listen, if you were on a table and you were going in to have surgery, if your doctor rocked in with a mask, would you be happy or sad?
4: You'd be happy, right? Look, we are called to love one another. Why is he
5: wearing a mask?
4: Yeah, to protect him and and you.
5: He's he's protecting me.
4: We are called to love one another, so protect one another, right? I don't get it.
5: I don't get it either.
10: I don't okay, get what,
4: what, it. sorry. For you?
5: A uh, conversation that made me think was on Monday's show, 4.35, we talked to Larry Elder. Um, Larry's a uh, talk show host for the Salem uh, Network,
15: That's and
5: um, he has a new movie out called Uncle Tom. This is what it made me think, John. The conversation made me think that what white people need to do, and I say this as a white person, so I think I'm allowed to say this. I think what white people need to do is listen And we have to know that every person of color will not see things the same way. Of course. And we should rejoice in that. And we should welcome that. And we should say, okay, so we're all different. I mean, so I'm Polish Not every Polish person thinks the same thing. I mean, it's just, anyway, Larry's gotten a lot of criticism that he's not, you know, kind of towing the line. Well, he's an independent person. He can think whatever he wants for crying out loud. So anyway, Listen, that's what we're trying to do.
4: We've been trying to open do
5: your eyes, shut your mouth, let people of color tell you what they think and don't expect everybody to be the same
4: for now. Let's all listen. Okay. Thanks. Mike, what did you eat? Question would be, what didn't I?
5: Oh, have we, Oh, are we we reaching maximum density?
4: I think so. I'm feeling pretty good about it as well. Okay. I've been thinking about this too. My wife has been um, uh, caregiving for an older man. He's uh, 80. I think he's 82. He has a problem eating. Everything that my wife makes for him, mm -hmm. she has to puree for him Mm -hmm. because he's got a problem with his digestive tract. So that break, and you know, he's like, for him, everything that's in his life right now is about food, 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 food. He can't be satiated enough, right? Mm -hmm. There's all deep, weird food anxiety at that age. So I, I think about this guy a lot, and I pray for him. However, on the flip side, uh, I did go out this week. And when I, when I lived in, um, in Manhattan, I, I, I often, like three times a week, would buy this meal. On the way home, I'd, get on, I'd come home, get off the subway, go to a Chinese takeout, get an order of house lo mein and an egg roll. It cost me five fifty. Ooh! I went and had Chinese takeout. I had house lo mein and an egg roll. Man, was it satisfying.
5: Oh, that I is like, delicious.
4: I like a lo, a lo mein. I mean, mm. yeah, that's what lo I lo mein
5: is is never a thing I order.
4: No, I like when it. I'm
5: in an Asian when I'm in a Chinese restaurant. I never do, but I I, I should.
4: House lo mein? You got the I, you know the, the beef, the shrimp, the pork. You know, either this. I really appreciate
5: good. that, John. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good thing to say.
4: Very nice.
5: Um, I made a new recipe this week. I did a grilled tuna steak. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I did, I did three of those, and then you kind of flake them, and then you combine them with uh, anchovy paste, uh, olive oil, mayo, garlic, nice. all that sort of thing. Anyway, they end up being uh, grilled tuna Niçoise sandwiches.
6: Oh, oh, that's mm-hmm. very nice.
5: And you serve them on crusty rolls I got at the yeah. Breadworks right oh. there on Brighton Road. Dang! Listen to me. Mm. Delicious. Thank eating. you. Thank you to Bobby Flay for uh, that inspiration.
1: Very nice. Next, Mike? what did you watch?
5: Oh my gosh, I want to go first because I okay. loved it so much. Yep. I loved it so much, and I give you all the credit because you told me to watch it. Spitfire, oh. the documentary on Netflix, is so gorgeous. Isn't it, though? Listen, it is spectacular. I loved it. I I, I cried at the yeah, end. Yeah, of course it's you did. so... Beautiful. It is a love story to an airplane. Mm-hmm. And you think that's weird until you see it and the people that flew it and the people that built it and what it means to Britain and what it means to Brits everywhere. Oh, my gosh, John, yeah. what a terrific production that is. I think so, too.
4: Yeah. Oh. I'm glad you brought that up on Netflix. Check out Spitfire. Oh, uh, two things of note that I watched this week, uh, an old movie called Strange Cargo with Joan Crawford and Clark Gable. I loved oh. it, Joan. Okay. Joan Crawford. Oh my gosh, what a beauty and what an actress! Yeah. She's incredible. There's a there's a really interesting. It's people stuck on a boat. There's a very strong Christ-like figure in this movie. It's hmm. really interesting. I mean, Jesus is all over this movie. And a film called The Vast of Night is an independent film, and it is a story between a switchboard operator and a radio DJ, and Perhaps some aliens thrown in as well. What? It's really fun. The Vast of Night. It's on Netflix. Wow. That's what I watched.
5: All right, next.
3: What hacked you off?
4: The Mob, the Glee of Cancer uh, Cancel Culture, The Judgment everyone's a racist, xenophobe, a homophobe, you, 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 you wag the finger, shut it down, no conversation, how dare you. That's what hacks me off. And it continues at a higher level now, I think, than I've ever seen in this country. It's something new. We didn't used to be like this. And I believe that, you know, it's right because of social media, but the mob is coming for you and for me. I'm telling you, that hacks me off.
5: Well, me being hacked off is a more personal thing. At least the issue that I'm thinking of is much more personal. Um, I'm hacked off at the city of Pittsburgh. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm really hacked off. I mentioned this kind of in passing a week ago, but I'm just going to tell the whole darn story that a whole year ago, I reserved a shelter in Riverview Park for my daughter's graduation. In fact, the shelter is so popular, John, you have to stay up till midnight the year before Mm. so that you can reserve it at like 12.01 a.m., a a whole year ahead of time so that you can get it. You you pay a princely sum for this uh, lovely shelter. And uh, just uh, maybe 10 days ago, I was was informed via email sorry the city's decided to close all of the shelters that have kitchens and bathrooms for the rest of the summer mm. at which point I said well what do you mean I you know I've already sent out invitations John I've been planning sure. this at this venue for an entire year and what you just all of a sudden like who can I talk to about this and you know what the answer is nobody
4: talk to the hand
5: I, I I made at least I'm trying to be truly honest about this, at least 40, maybe 50 phone calls over a seven day period, trying to find somebody I could speak to about this. And you know what I kept getting? I kept getting people who work for the city who have voicemail boxes that are full that you mm. cannot leave a message on. And if you are able to access a, an answering machine or a voicemail box, you know what it takes to get somebody to call you back who works for the city of Pittsburgh. Nope. Nobody cares. So you know what I had to do? I had to find a whole new venue in a space of 24 hours so that I didn't have to cancel the party that I've been planning for a year. Thank yeah. you, city of Pittsburgh.
4: Cool. Okay. She's hacked off. She's really hacked off. Next. What was the
1: best news you heard this week?
4: Well, you know, I I live on this love-hate relationship, but I am really, truly happy that baseball's back. Okay. That's all.
5: All right. All right. I'm happy it's back, too. The best news I heard this week is that the noose wasn't a noose. Uh, oh. the whole the whole story about NASCAR oh. i mean what a relief to find Holy out smokes. that the uh, that it was a, a rope that garage had been pool. a garage pool that had been there all this time so that yeah, was yeah. that was the best news i heard but you know what else i thought was great is mm. i loved how NASCAR handled that I loved how many drivers came around, Bubba. Yeah. I loved the fact that management was like, look, this is not going to be some redneck organization anymore. We care about our drivers. We care about each other. We're not going to do this. So for all the people that are flying the Confederate flag at the NASCAR thing and the whoever you know bought the plane that dragged the Confederate flag across, I just thought NASCAR really showed themselves as people that are interested in conversation and moving dignity for all people forward. And I thought Amen. that was great news.
4: Very, very good all right anything else and in closing uh, last one yes okay yeah what do you got and in closing you two have anything meaningful for us Mm. (laughs) it's always kind of snarky you got anything meaningful
5: well the most meaningful thing i've i mean i've read a lot of meaningful things this week hopefully every week is like that but um the Poem, Let America Be America Again by Langston Hughes is a poem that hangs in my living room. Mm -hmm. And um, I read it again this week. And if you've never read it, it's the most beautiful description of what he thinks America was always meant to be but has never quite been yet for everybody. Hmm. It's the most gorgeous thing, John. I, I'm going to put it up on our Facebook page at the conclusion of today's show. So, you know, log on to Facebook, check it out, read it, and let Langston Hughes speak to you because it's a beautiful way of looking at our country that we love.
4: Very nice.
5: We want it um, to work for everybody, right, John?
4: Heck yeah, you do, of course, right? Give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. I read a book this week uh, on being a Christian, Rowan Williams, and it's a slim little, I bet you it's less than 70 pages. And it just lays out the tenets of what it is uh, to be a Christian. And, you know, uh, modern world notwithstanding, it goes back to the ancient traditions and says, you know, here's the Apostles' Creed. I'll break the Apostles' Creed. We believe this. And it was just a. Good, it was sort of like Christianity 101 primer that I've wanted to stew myself into this week, mm-hmm. Rowan Williams, to be a Christian. That's what That's I got. All right. Mike? Thank you.
1: And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review.
10: Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com
0: Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at CCASchool.com.
14: Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny, a powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce.
0: Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code Pittsburgh to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh.
15: Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the northeast, And customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, Liberty,
8: Liberty, Liberty. We are welcoming patients back, and we're happy to do so. Although we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to, the same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care is still there.
0: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
4: Well, word out of Nashville yesterday that the uh, supergroup, the Dixie Chicks, have dropped the Dixie and henceforth they will be known now as the Chicks. That comes on the heels of the uh, group Lady Antebellum. They are now changing their name to Lady A, which maybe you should just make a big group and call them Lady Chicks.
5: (laughs) Is it terrible if I say it just sounds like pandering? I don't know. It doesn't come on. Now you can't okay. say the name
4: Dixie I would or what be curious what is that I wish mean? We had
5: to, I wish we had time for a phone segment. I want to know if if African American listeners are offended by the word Dixie in Dixie Chicks or maybe the better question is are you glad when you hear they've dropped the Dixie or do you feel like they're pandering to you?
2: I I mean, it's not, it, if
5: it's if it's sincere, see I I'm such I'm a horrible person because I assume they're not sincere.
4: No, I think that they are sincere, and I think probably okay. this is that they, when they say Dixie, it brings up connotations, and so they're going to free themselves from that baggage. I, get and the I just point. think It makes good marketing sense.
5: I get the point, but I just – it seems like instead of it being a heart thing, it seems like it's just kowtowing to political correctness. How well, you, I'm a jaded person. I don't think so. How far are we going to go, though? Like are we going to take the way Dixie Cup away? Oh yep, that's a good question. I hope not. I don't know. Okay, so well, what if what if you dropped a word from your favorite band in general? Mm-hmm. Like, let's yeah. take it out of this cultural context. Well, people do that anyway. See-
4: see- like, you know, we're going to go see the Stones.
5: Yeah. Right. I'm right? going to go see you. Right. As it just not you too. You know, what back about in the '70s? My band about, was I'm here's Smith. one. This is good. I'm going to go see Earth and Wind.
4: <laughs> right.
5: We left right. fire behind. Right. Uh-huh. Right. It was too weird. Um arrow
4: oh i love arrow yeah yeah
5: i love they used to be we left the smith behind because it reminded us of a weapon
4: right you don't want to make anybody you know upset i don't know if
5: you were in a band that had i don't know i just i i would feel like i was being disingenuous
4: well i i don't I, i think it's fine i just think you know it's it's an adjustment it might like us, you know, make some people snarky, but I think, you know, to, to err on the side of caution. Okay. You don't want to p- upset people. I mean, so, okay. Okay.
5: I don't want to upset people either, but I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. I guess I, I should take my own advice and just listen and not tell people what to think. Right. right maybe right. that maybe the name lady, lady antebellum was offensive to people.
4: Well, you think, I don't know if it was, was it ever? I don't know.
5: When but, I hear Lady Antebellum, I don't associate that with the Antebellum I I I just It's just a name. It's just a word to me. I mean, Dixie Chicks is the same as Dixie Cup to me. Like that doesn't, I don't doesn't associate that either, but I don't know.
4: But, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, I you know, I don't think they would have ever called themselves the Chicks, would they? Here's listen, the Chicks. I mean, that's...
5: listen, they make Here's such the good music, but they're so unlikable. I just don't know Who what the else chicks? to say, but Yes.
4: What I read today, 14 years, they've got a new album coming out soon. They haven't had an right. album in 14 years. How's yeah. how that even possible?
5: Well, I think that several of them have been raising children. So, I mean, you're it's just, it's a different lifestyle. Okay. I'm pretty right. sure when they had all their hits. Um, they
4: were all single women?
5: I think they were, they were or newly married or something okay. like that. Right. I could be wrong. I am not a chicks expert.
4: Do you have any chicks music?
5: i uh i only have one song one song they they redid that fleetwood mac song uh mm, the chain no
4: i know
5: (laughs) i can't think of what it's called anyway they did such they're so good Mm -hmm. i mean they're they're really really wonderful i just think that they're pretty rough to listen to
4: well they're the chicks
5: talk okay boy they're the chicks now great All
4: all right is our show over i think it is all right. Well, listen, have a great weekend. Really looking forward to it. You go out there and have some fun and keep yourself safe, okay? God willing, we'll see you Monday. Thanks for being with us. Kath, Mike, bye, guys.
9: Bye. The
1: Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.